finally, finally, welcome back to the Burning Leaf Podcast. I'm joined here by Thomas. No Tom today. Um, it's been a while. We've uh, we've been all been up to different things, uh, but we're back. Uh, it's September. Hockey's right around the corner. Thomas, buddy, I know you got got a headache going on, but uh, how have you been, buddy? All right. I mean, uh, I'm not really in the mood to be preparing to start start talking about hockey because you know football's starting soon. Soccer's already uh, already playing right now, so hockey's a long time away for me, but. It's exciting to kind of talk about things we've, you know, usually talk about heading into the season, which is obviously the title of the episode, Top 10 Goaltenders. So that's pretty exciting to talk about. But I believe no Flames news has been happening. So no, I think we're good just nothing, to move on from there. Nothing. Nothing's happened. Uh, no, that's false. Um, so before we get into our Top 10 goalies, because we're going to start a Top 10 list like we've done every year. Um, we're going to start with goalies today because... The, the NHL network always comes out with theirs and we laugh at it. So now we're going to do our attempt at this. But before we get into that, uh, some massive, massive news. This is now a few weeks ago. The big free agent name that was on the board that's been left on the board for a while now, Nazem Kadri, is a Calgary Flame. I didn't see this one coming, Thomas. I really, really didn't. Uh, I remember I, I went back uh, a couple of days back. I was listening to what we said when uh, the Flames traded for Huberto and Weger. And I would, and I said, you know, maybe they'll look at Evan Rodriguez, who they've been linked to, Sonny Milano, who they've been linked to, uh, some other guys. And I said, hey, maybe they'll take another run at Nazem Kadri. And look at that. They went back and Nazem Kadri, seven by seven in Calgary. Um, let's not beat around the bush. It's, it's, it's not a great contract. In the grand scheme of things, his age, he's 31, seven years, seven million with a team that is a little bit on the older side. Um, you have to remember, a lot of their best players now, Huberto's 29, Uyghur's 28, uh, Kadri is now 31, Markstrom's 31, Tanev's 31. Um, yeah, like they've got some guys that are on the older side of, uh, of the spectrum here, but bringing in Nazem Kadri... This is awesome. Like, I, I still, like, it's been a few weeks now, and I'm still, like, really shocked that they actually ended up doing it. Um, I'm, I'm shocked that he chose Calgary. Um, we, we can go back to, you know, three summers ago when he mixed the trade to Calgary. That would have brought TJ Brody to Toronto a year earlier and would have brought Nazem Kadri to Calgary three years earlier. It's funny how, that worked, how that's worked out, huh? Both guys end up where they should have been, and... Um, and Kadri always said it was because he wanted to stay in Toronto. And I do believe that when he says it, um, but no, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Like this is so, it's so cool that like this summer has gone from an absolute, like you go back to listen to when I was talking about Johnny Gajero and it's like, this summer is a disaster. This team's going to suck. And like within the matter of a month, Bradshaw living has turned it around into Hubert O'Weager and uh, Kadri to kind of put the flames back in contention here. Um, it gives them center depth, I think, for the first time in like forever. They actually have a pretty good one, two, three punch up the middle now with Lindholm, Kadri, and Backlund. Um, and I'm so excited to see what Sutter is going to do with the lineups because I think there are so many options of what he can do. I've been spitballing in my head that maybe you can run a pair system. And I've always kind of liked this where you take two guys on each line and you pair them up and then you just kind of add on the other side. Like I've been thinking like you – pair up Huberto and uh, Huberto and Lindholm and then Kadri and Mangiapane and then Backwood and Coleman. Like 
I just think there's so many options that they can bring into this. Um, and it's just, it's cool, man. Like he's a really good player. Had obviously his best year of his career in Colorado this past year. Do I think he's going to be an 87 point player from here on out? No, probably not. But if you get 60 out of him, 60, 60 points, and he's a pain in the ass to play against, like he has been his entire career. I mean, I think uh, I can go for that. The Battle of Alberta, it's alive and well. Evander Kane versus Kadri, that's going to be fun. Um, but no, it, it's pretty cool. And like, I can't wait till we get into training camp, like I said. Um, and I'm so excited to just see what uh, Daryl's got up his sleeve. You know, it's it's going to be cool, man. Like, this is a it's, – it's pretty fun news. Like, when it broke, I was like, holy shit. Like, they actually got Kadri. Like, I thought – we all thought for sure he was an Islander. Did we not? No, 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 not even close. Thomas didn't think so, but like Lou, everyone's Lou had, like, has been, Lou just doesn't silent. want to pay anyone. No, like him and uh, Kevin Shoveldayoff have been like the quietest GMs this summer. Um, but no, like when that happened, I was like, whoa, I'm like that's crazy. So there was that, and then obviously the Monahan news, that sucks. Like we, I, we, we talked about it, you know, way back in uh, February or March whenever the trade deadline was. And like, I knew I was like, this was going to suck whenever they had to do it. They had to move. They had to pick price to get rid of Monaghan's contract in the first round pick. I still don't know what the conditions are on this pick. I've it's like a three paragraph long article about what the conditions are. I still haven't gone back and read it. Monaghan leaving sucks. I really do hope he gets to, he can go to Montreal and, and figure some things out. I, it sucks that they had to move him and like, he better get a huge standing ovation when he comes back. This guy didn't bitch. He didn't complain. He just played, and he played through so many injuries, and it just it sucks. It, it really, really does. Um, but no, it's it's cool, and like I, we'll talk about this more when training camp comes around and line combinations and everything. But my excitement for the season was went from basically non-existent, but about a month or two ago, to like I'm fucking amped. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Like I'm last year had me so had was so much fun. And you, you guys remember, you guys remember my, my thoughts going into your last year. I was like, this team's going to suck. This, 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 and that. And now I'm like, now I'm Jack. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, hopefully this doesn't mean the exact opposite where they just suck. That's what I was just going to say. Do you, like, I, there's been so much turnaround in Calgary. And do you think that like affects what's going on there with all the turnaround? Like there's new faces and new places. There's, no one from like 2014 except maybe Michael I know. Backlund. Michael Backlund's the longest tenured flame. That's the only um, one. I would be more worried if our coach wasn't Daryl Sutter. I'd be more worried if it was like Jeff Ward. I think what Sutter's been able to do this past year and a half since he took over, he's been able to, you know, go leaps and bounds with this team and make them way better. And I trust in Daryl to do the right things, how to push the right buttons. Like I, he's like, they had an, he had an interview and like, he's been talking to guys like Huberto. He's talked to Weger. He's been talking to Kadri all summer. You know, I'm, I think these guys know what they're getting into here. And look, most of the group from last year is back outside of, you know, those three guys and like Kevin Rooney. Um, it's mostly the same group. Like Zadorov's back. Lewis is back. You know, like Razichka will probably sign later this week, I hope. He said last week it was going to get done this week. Um, if they can bring in another winger, I still think that'd be great. But, like, it, with, I'm not too worried about the turnaround. They get a longer training camp like like they did last year. 
this isn't like the 20, that's, this isn't like the fucking bubble year where it's like they have like a week training camp. It's like, all right, guys, games. It's like it's like they get preseason. Like I'm not like again, Daryl's the coach. I'm I'm not worried really about that at all. We'll see like how everything goes. Hopefully Lindholm and Huberto can gain some chemistry right away. Hopefully Kadri can fit in, but I'm not I'm not too worried at the moment. But we'll we'll kind of see what goes on from here. But I'm jacked. I'm excited. Uh, I'm sure there will be Leafs news coming soon. Rasmus Indian still hasn't signed, <laughs> um, which is kind of the talk of the town right now. They, they haven't even signed Rasmus Sandin. Um, but I'm sure in the next few weeks, we'll, we'll get some clarity on that. There was some other bigger news that broke Tim Stutzel's extension. Uh, Kirby Doc signed today. There's been some things that have happened. Uh, Jake Ottinger signed a really good deal, and we'll talk about him a little bit later on. Uh, but there's been so much news in the past month, we just can't get to it. We just wanted to cover that the Kadri news and uh there really hasn't been any Leafs news unfortunately but uh with that let's start our list shall we uh, with the top 10 goalies so last year uh we had some guys in here that just didn't make the list this year yeah you can and, that right away yeah um it's pretty like the turnaround on this list and like I think the winger list is going to be probably the one that has the most turnaround but there's quite a few guys that weren't here last year but they're here this year um so, Thomas, let's start it off. Top 10 goals. Who is at number 10? Yeah, we'll go one by one with this one from 10 to 1. <laughs> we got to start doing this from, like, I think 1 to 10 because, like, 1 is always, like, the most obvious thing. It'll probably be the same thing for the next couple of years. But Well, our top fours were all the same. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be pretty much the same for a long, long time. But yeah. at number 10 is a newcomer rookie into the league, Jake Ottinger of the Dallas Stars. Um you know, you can say all you want about, oh, he played seven games, and that's why he's probably included in a lot more. Yeah, he haunted my nightmares for for a friggin' week and a half, guys. Yeah, um, <laughs> as I was saying, like, he's on a lot of people's top ten list, and the only reason that he's on the people's list is seven-game sample size. I don't think that's the case, because he had a lot more better stats in the regular season than I actually looked before, mm-hmm. and it was pretty good. Like, he had 30 wins. 915 save percentage and like a 2.56 uh, goals against average which is pretty good and the Dallas Stars don't score many goals so a lot of the pressures on Jake Ottinger we obviously saw that in the seven seven game series they played against Calgary Flames he was unbelievable and I think for that reason like I think you've got to include this guy on your list yeah there's other goalies you can probably include but I don't think this I don't think the other goalies have what Jake Ottinger had in that seven game series like he was the reason the Dallas Stars almost made it to the second round of the second playoffs. And then from there, we don't know where they are from there. Maybe we're in the third round. I don't know. But Jake Oninger is a key part of that organization, a very good draft pick for the Dallas Stars, one of their better ones, to be honest, in the past few years. Uh, so Jake Oninger definitely deserves to be on this top 10 list. I don't know what happened next year with the Dallas Stars. He may be off the list because he's at 10, but, you know, he's a young goalie, so – Hopefully he grows and gets back uh, in the top 10 list next year. But what do you think about Jake Ottinger? Because you saw him up a close and personal. Yeah, like obviously everyone's going to talk about the the, the the playoffs and how damn good he was. And rightfully so. He had one of the best seven-game series of all time as a goalie. Like he was that good against the Flames. And like obviously I saw it up close and personal. Um, but with Ottinger, like in terms of his underlying numbers, he's been very average the past few years. He's only played in the league for two years. And he obviously stole the starting job this year. Like he he started in the American League this year, did he not? Because they had Hudobin and Holtby. So it's crazy to think that he's he 
ended up being as good as he was. And look, 915 is it's good. It's it's a very good, you know, a 915 in this day and age for a goaltender is actually pretty damn good. Like I would take a 915 every day. Um, but obviously, like the playoffs is gonna make him look a little bit better than maybe he actually is. Um, he's a very talented goalie. He's young. He's got a lot of potential. Like we had Kill McCarr in this list a few years ago, like the, the defenseman list. I was thinking about that. It's like, and I was like bullish on putting him in. I'm like, ah, do we really? And then he was at number one the next year. Like he's that, it Andrew's that good where like, I think he, he can be a lot better. And I don't know. I just, I look at other goalies around the league and I'm like, you're not better than Jake Ottinger, you know, like Jack Campbell. No, Billy Huso, No. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to think of other goalies. Like, there aren't many top-tier elite goalies in the league. And Ottinger is on his way to being there. I'm not saying he is, but he's on his way. That's why we got Ottinger at number 10. And to be fair, he only got two votes. Me and Thomas had him at 10. Tom actually had, uh, he had Villahuso in there, or he had someone. Um, but that's why he's at 10. At number nine, we'll move on to number nine. This guy, he's back on the list. He was here two years ago. He's now back. Freddie Anderson of the Carolina Hurricanes put together a f- goddamn phenomenal season. He should have been nominated for the Vezina, potentially. He was that good. Um, Freddie had a bad year in Toronto. His final year in Toronto wasn't very good. Dealt with injuries, dealt with a team that they were better defensively than I think given credit for, but he just he had a weird year. He was battling injuries, didn't play in the playoffs. Comes to Carolina where obviously – it's a really good defensive system, but yeah. he held down the four. What do you have a nine thirty this year or something? Yeah, a nine twenty eight. He had a really good year. Uh, there's a reason he's here. Look, the past five, six, seven years, he has been one of the best goalies in the league. Mm-hmm. Back to his days in Anaheim, really almost all five years in Toronto, he was top tier, elite for the most part. Um, and in Carolina, like just he keeps going. Obviously, the injuries, the injuries are what has got him. Um, and he didn't play in the playoffs this year because of it. But, I mean, I think we'd be reminiscent not to have him on this list. That's why we got Freddie Anderson at nine. Uh, Thomas, thoughts on Freddie? Because he's your guy. Well, he was your guy. Was my guy. Yeah, a familiar face uh, in the list. You know, obviously you said Russo, he's returning to this. It's just, there's something about Freddie Anderson where, like, he's a great goalie. But when you need him, he's never there. Like, you need him to make the save. He's never there. In that game seven, many of the game sevens he played with the Toronto Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. I back, I was, I had his back for most of them. But like, you just needed that save, and he wasn't there. And then obviously injuries, you can't, you know, predict those things. But you know, it's something Carolina fans have been saying online and stuff. Like, okay, he's not there. Like when we needed our starting goalie, he wasn't there. That's the only thing that probably knocks him a bit uh, lower on this list. Because if you play in the playoffs, sure, yep, top five. I would, I would, I would say definitely a top five goalie in the league. Um, but Freddie Anderson's a weird one. He's a really weird one because he either plays really, really good or just really, really bad. For some There's reason. no one between. Yeah, it's it's tough for Freddie. But number eight is very appropriate for our list, not going to lie. So we, so we accidentally skipped, uh, we skipped number oh. nine. <laughs> we accidentally skipped number nine. So Freddie was actually at eight. At nine, we have Darcy Kemper, which you could intertwine them. I yeah. think, I think, I believe Kemper should be higher. We have Darcy Kemper at nine, Freddie's at eight. So we'll go in on Kemper. Thomas starts off some Darcy Kemper. Yeah, Darcy Kemper's also like a really weird goalie in the league. He's really um, good. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's, he's very good. good. I like Darcy Kemper. Washington and that contract. Got a good one. Yeah, you're in that contract in Washington for sure after that Stanley Cup uh, win. But there's something weird about Kemper where like 
okay, yeah, he needs a team in front of him to look good, but he also played in Arizona where he looked good in front of a team. Damn good in Arizona. Who couldn't play defense. So he's, and then with the injuries, like, it's just weird. Like you needed the goalie when you wanted him to play and he just wasn't there for them. But when he was there, he was just good. And that's all you need from a goalie. And clearly that's all you need from a goalie as the Colorado Avalanche. Spoiler alert, won the Stanley Cup with just bang average goaltending. And that's what they needed. And, and to be fair, he did get his. To be fair, he did get his eye gouged out in the first yeah, round. <laughs> like and, to and be fair, and he still was fine. Like he yeah. they beat the Tampa Lightning um, with Darcy Kemper, Pavel Francouz. Those two guys stepped up, but with Darcy Kemper, like uh, this is a guy I wanted to come to the Toronto Maple Leafs for a long time. Obviously, that's not going to happen because he signed with the Washington Capitals, so they'll be pretty happy he's there. But you know, this is a guy he'll play average goaltending for you, and I think he'll by a lot of people get passed upon because you don't really think about Darcy Kemper in the mix for one of the best goaltenders in the league. Now, obviously we do, but it's just, you don't think of Darcy Kemper as that number one guy, but for the past few years, he's kind of been that number one yeah. guy in the he league. Was really he was really good in the regular season. Like he had a really, really good really season. Good. I think mm-hmm. people forget how good he was in the regular season. He was like, I think he was like the best goalie, second best goalie in the league from January 1st on. He was that good. Um, he was only behind Shesterkin, who we'll get to. Um, but he was really damn good. And like, I think it sucks for Colorado that they lost him. They just couldn't afford him. Um, because like his underlyings have been some of the best in the league. I think he was 96 percentile um in most of his metrics. He's really, really good. Like he's he's one of the best goalies in the league. Like I had him a little higher on my list. I had him, I think, at around six. Um, he's just damn good. And like, again, like if, if we couldn't leave him off, we, we just couldn't. So he, he's at number nine for us at number eight. We got Freddie who already talked about, uh, number seven. This is a guy that I think if he played on a better team, people would be like, holy shit, this guy is so fucking good. And that's Thatcher Demko. Um, I see a lot of them obviously being in, uh, being a flames fan and they play the Canucks pretty often. This guy, he's Demko's unbelievable. Like, we saw his kind of emergence in the bubble a few years ago against Vegas. And we were like, okay, he's good. But three game sample size pumped the brakes maybe a little bit. Then in the COVID year, he was great. This past year, he was great. Like he, if the Vancouver Canucks are going to be anything, it's going to be on the back of Thatcher Demko. It really, really is. And like, again, like there's a reason that they let Jacob Markstrom walk a couple years ago. It's because Thatcher Demko was there. You know, I don't know if they would have done that. Um, a couple years ago, if Markstrom didn't, uh, if if Demko wasn't there, like I don't think Markstrom leaves, but Demko was there, and he's one of the goddamn best goalies in the league. Like I think this guy could, like, very well could be pushing top five next year if he's even better than he was this year, and he was really damn good. Um, I think he could be higher. I had him, I think, at six or seven on my list. Actually, no, he was at seven on my list. Um, he, but he's uh, he's really good. Really, really good. He does a lot of things well. He tracks pucks super well. He's super athletic. Um, he's really good. And like I said, if the Cucks are going anywhere, it's on the back of Demko. Yeah. And like you said, Russo, like there's a reason they let Markstrom go because they believed in this guy, right? And there was – we, we all remember it. There was a ton of hype with this kid coming through the ranks uh, for oh, the yeah. Vancouver Canucks. Oh, yeah. Even with the USA and the World Juniors, I remember him playing in there. And then I think he's played in a couple world championship, I believe. So this guy has been 
you know, around the block and he's had a lot of miles on him. And unfortunately he's going to have a lot more miles this upcoming season because they're going to have to rely on this guy. And like you said, Russo, he's one of the best goalies in the league. And I don't even think if he has to play well, I think that they make the playoffs, he's a top five goalie because that will just set the bar even higher for this team. Yeah, exactly. So Thatcher Demko, he makes a lot of saves. He has to do the dirty work for the Canucks, but you know, you just don't hope it's getting the overheating factor with the Vancouver Canucks and Thatcher Demko. Like you don't want this guy to get injured because he's playing too many games. Give but this guy playing... goddamn defense, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor guy just gets shelled every night, but he's really good. He's really, really good. Um, up next, we have the guy that was his teammate. We just talked about him. Jacob Markstrom, Vesna finalist in 2022. He makes the list at six after being left off last year. Rightfully so. He was a 903 the year prior, 922 this past season with the Calgary Flames. Um, is Markstrom a little bit overrated? Maybe. I think he plays in a really good system, but this is coming from someone who watched all 82 games last year. Markstrom was phenomenal. Like if, if ever there was a defensive breakdown outside of the Edmonton Oilers series, um, he was there to, to stop it and, and, and figure things out for them. He is huge, but he moves well. Um, he tracks pucks super well. You know, he's calm in the net. He's a really calming presence to have back there for sure. And I think playing behind that team, and I think the team loves having him there too. Um, but Markstrom, he's kind of, he's lived up to that $6 million contract. At least he did this last year. Um, hopefully he does it again, just because um, they're going to need him to be really, really good again. And hopefully against the Oilers, he can figure out his demons because uh, that that's a team, if you're going to win, um, you're going to have to go through Edmonton and it starts with McDavid and Dry Saddle. So um, I'm hoping that he, uh, you know, doesn't, uh, you know, flame out again like he did, but uh, Markstrom, I think rightfully so, uh, belongs in this list. Thomas, he's your Vezina pick. Yeah, he is my future Vesna pick. Uh, I mean, for a certain reason, he was nominated this year <laughs> for the Vesna, and there's a guy called Igor Shesterkin, which is really much better than him. Uh, Markstrom is what I like to call him. I like to call him the brick wall because he's massive. He moves like well, like you said, Russo. I had him higher, a bit higher on my list. I know the playoffs probably bumped him down a few slots on everyone's list, not even just yeah. ours, like everyone's. Um but I, I really, truly believe like this guy is a really good top five goal in the league when he's on his game. And he had nine shutouts this year. Like it just kept like every week it was like, okay, shut out, shut out, shut out. Okay. Shut out. Like he plays in a good system. Yes, he does Russo, but I think this is the perfect goalie that fits yeah. in that system. I um, agree. Uh, he had a 2.2 goals against average, 922 save percentage of career high in wins this year. Like the list goes on. With career this high really everything this year. Yeah, and even the minutes played, he's played the most minutes uh, ever in his career with the Calgary Flames, and that was this season. You know, with the team that they have going into the year, we just talked about it before with the Nazem Kadri signing. Like, you know, it could be even better. We don't know what the chemistry is going to be like with their forwards, but I don't think there's any question about what Jacob Markstrom's going to do in the net. I mean, playoff, sure, last year, but when you go into a regular season, it's a clean slate, and all this guy needs to do is just stop bucks. And I, he's very good at it. So, yeah, I think he's going to be coming in a little, more, a little more motivated too. Yeah. Just because of how the season did end. I think he's going to, you know, take that, I think a little bit personally. And I think he's going to come in pretty prepared and we're all hoping he does. Uh, Cause 
you know, the team only go, your, your team can only go as far as your goaltender gets you. Um, if your goaltending is bad, which is weird because I think Kemper played at a sub 900 in the playoffs and Colorado still won. But with, in most cases, you only go as far as your goaltender is going to take you. So yeah. um, I think Mark Sherman at, at, at six makes a lot of sense. At number five, we have another newcomer. And this guy was hyped big time coming out of Russia. He was very highly regarded. He's a New York prospect. No, we're not talking about Igor Shosturkin. We're talking about Ilya Sorokin of the New York Islanders. Um, have there ever been, maybe outside of Vasilevsky, have there ever been two Russian goaltenders as highly regarded as Sorokin and Shosturkin? Ever? Probably not, right? And there's, it's crazy. There's been some guys, but there's these been two some guys. Really... Yeah. And it's crazy to me that Sorokin's come in and lived up to that hype. Mm-hmm. Like, when he came into New York, it was, this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy. He had a good first year. Wasn't great. Wasn't bad. It was good. It was right in the middle. This past year, 925 save percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the 97th percent percentile um, of wins above replacement, at least according to Jay Fresh's model. Uh, look, one of the best goalies in the league. Um, the Islanders were not good this past year. They weren't. And Sorokin had one of the best years a goaltender could have possibly snubbed out of a Vezina vote. I don't know. Um, but he was really, really damn good. And like there, it's very clear why he was so hyped up coming out of Russia when he was putting up a 940 after 940 after 940 uh, out, out in the KHL. Not that doesn't always translate to the NHL. Mm. Like we've seen it with, with guys like who knows if it's going to translate with Yaroslav Askarov. You know, there have been Russian goalies. Like, I know the Flames had a guy, um, Zagadul, and, and he had great numbers in Russia. Never translated over here in North America. Um, goalies are weird, but, like, he came over and he came exactly as advertised. One of the best goalies in the league, super athletic. Um, like, he just like, – just watch him play. So calm in the net. Uh, he's great. And, like, I think he could be pushing top three next year, depending on what happens with the four guys in front of him. Uh, but Sorokin's really, really good, and he's really young. And I hope for his sake, the Islanders can kind of get a little bit better, but Lamorello hasn't really done anything. So uh, we'll see. Like Sorokin, he's going to get the Islanders places because he's that good. So, And you get to see a little bit more of him in the East. Yeah, it's not even that. It's just like I think you have to be – I don't know what the word is, but when you're so blind, like you can't even see what's like happening in front of you. I forgot the word, but like – arrogant i guess is the word maybe yeah. like like people don't like you, you look you just say the word Ilya sorokin okay he's not on your like he's not on many top 10 lists because you know people don't know him the casual fan and like what are you guys doing you're putting him on your list like you said Russo, oh, he yeah, be put, pushing five. he could be pushing top five next year depending yeah. on how the islanders feel did they want to well, be he's already ta- he's already top five on our list I know, but like, yeah. imagine if the Islanders were good and making the playoffs, like he'd be yeah. even more of a significant star in this league. And this year was a perfect model because seven shutouts, nine twenty-five, and we just said it repeatedly. I, I, I believe we said it during the year, like the Islanders suck, and yeah. he was still good. Like he was still he was really very good, good and had very good numbers. So yeah. this is a guy who I, I don't like. It's kind of the Jonathan Huberto mentality where 
how many times are you gonna say he's underrated until he's un- until he's perfectly rated? Like I mean, uh, Backstrom for years. Yeah, like this guy is gonna be underrated for a bit if the Islanders don't decide to be good. But when yeah. they're gonna be good, people are gonna realize, yeah, this guy's pretty damn good. Yeah, and I think Islander fans realize how good he is. Oh yeah, and everyone knows. So um, moving on to number four. So we all had the exact same top four mm-hmm. from top to bottom. This guy slid a little bit in the first year we did this. He was number one. Somehow, like, actually not somehow, some way. He deserved to be. Last year, he was at number two. This series lies at number four. That is Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets. Did Connor Hellebuck have a kind of down year? Sure, you can say that. Um, But the Winnipeg Jets, their team is atrocious. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there. Their forwards don't play defense. Some of their defense don't even play defense. Um, They're just not a great team. And Hellebuck holds down the fort in like every way possible. I've said it with Markstrom, I said it was broken, but like Hellebuck is literally wins games for the Winnipeg Jets. Wins games for that team. He's that good. Uh, We've talked about him so much the past two years. Um, Look, he's out of the top three just because the three three guys in front of him (laughs) had better years than him. Um, But like I couldn't leave him out of my top five. He's too good. Yeah, no, were people that down on him that they're going to yeah. leave him off the list and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, like, the NHL network had him at seven. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, you know. Recency bias, I guess. Yeah, right? but he's really good. Yeah, I mean, if you, there's one guy in the league where, okay, you, you, have, you have five, it's a five-minute drill. You need to win the game 2-1. You're up 2-1 already. It's one of the guys you probably want in the net, right? Like, obviously, the three guys in front of him are pretty good. But just a down year for Connor Hellebuck and the Winnipeg Jets, like you said, Russo. And, you know, for a down year, 9-10 save percentage is pretty good for a down year, not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I believe he faced the most shots against in the entire league. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he played the most minutes too, did he not? Yeah, I was just just looking at that. He played the most minutes as well. The Jets are terrible. The Jets are objectively terrible. Well, I mean, even if, okay, let's say, okay, his stats are down. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. But I think the shots against the minutes played, like that definitely puts him on the list. Like he's yeah. playing the most minutes. No, no yeah. shit. He's going to let a bad goal here or there. Like yeah. he's playing every minute, right? Yeah. He's damn good though. He's, he's probably, he's the best American goalie for sure. <laughs> Not even close. He'll, he'll start at the World Cup or the Olympics, whatever it is. But uh, Connor Hellebuck couldn't leave him off. He's unbelievable. Top three. Uh, this guy moved up a spot, I believe. I think he moves up from four to three. Um, that's, you say Saros. Uh, the natural predators i've been on this guy's hype train for years and i'm so happy this guy's finally getting the recognition that he deserves but it's it's quite frankly not fair that a team gets to go from peck or yeah, you say saros it was just and, there, and the team that is coming up next is even more unfair um but it's kind of unfair that they go from rene to saros because how goddamn good rene is a future hall of famer would we say maybe rene? yeah yeah Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, and they go to Saros, who, like, like, they took this guy, like, fourth or fifth round, I think, in the draft. And, like, he's a lot. He's, he's But, look, he was small, finished guy. But, look, it, this time, you know, height doesn't really mean much. He's He covers the net well. Like, he moves so well. Like, he's quick. Gets side to side. He's really damn good. And, like, there's a lot of nights he really bails out the Predators. And he is so good. And... He deserves to be where he is on this list. He's one of the best. He's one of the best goalies in the league, and he will be for a really, really long time. Um, 
And it's funny because the Preds, they got Askarov coming. And if he turns out to be as good as he is, imagine what from Saros to Askarov would be pretty nuts. But you'll say Saros, number three, uh, he's really damn good. Really yeah. good. And I feel like if he was healthy against the Avalanche, they probably still wouldn't have won. But I often think about it, like that could have been a better series if he was healthy. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think a reason why this guy is probably overlooked is he's this height, right? Like he's small. He's not the biggest guy in the net. There's a lot of holes when you see, you know, as a player, as a defender, as a forward, when you're shooting on him, there's pretty much a lot of space to go through because he's not that tall as other goalies on this list. But, you know, he figures a way to get over there and make that save. He's very athletic. He's probably the fastest goalie on this list besides Vashlevsky. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> but the UC Saros, I remember where he went into that 2017 final, and I was like, what are the Predators doing? Like, they're putting this rookie in here. He's not good. Oh, he's too small. Years later, he's on, you know, the Bernie Leaf top 10 list back-to-back years. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's really doing something right. Really damn good. Yeah. And number two. This guy, newcomer on the list, and he's right at number two in his first year on the list. Um, that's Igor Shosturkin. And, I mean, he easily could have been a number one. I just think the guy that we have at number one, we can't take him off number one yet because he's performed so well in regular season. He's done nothing wrong to me. No, yeah. but Igor Shosturkin he, like, won the Vesna this year in, like, a sweep. Um, was up for the Hart Trophy. Without Igor Shosturkin, were the Rangers even a playoff team this year? I don't think so, which is crazy to say because they had 52 wins. But he was so good all year long for the Rangers. And again, like they went from Lundqvist to Shosturkin. It's just unfair. The Flames were looking for a goaltender for fucking years. And the Rangers go from one Hall of Famer to potentially another. It's not fair. It's not fair. But Shesty, look... He came over from Russia again. He was so hyped up. Rangers fans are like, this is the next Lundqvist. This is it. This is it. And he comes over and he's just as advertising. Like, remember last year, like, people were talking about how bad the contract was because of his sample size of games? Not anymore. Five million for this guy's a goddamn steal. Steal for this guy. Um, it's He's obviously unbelievable, and I can't wait to watch him for the next 10 plus years, this guy's going to be so good. And again, he's the, these are big reasons why the Rangers are as good as they are. Yeah. He's just as advertised or so. Um, remember that, remember the, what is happening in the bubble? I believe it was uh, Lundqvist, then Georgiev, and then Shesterkin. Because Shesterkin got hurt. Yeah. But so they started with Lundqvist. Three, like, and then, I don't think Georgiev played. I don't think he did. I think it was just I don't know. it was just weird. Game, like, and then in game uh whatever against the Hurricanes, he came in the last yeah, game. That was weird. But just thinking about like that's only two years ago, and <laughs> it was even How close far to starting games. And then now he's the starter goalie. He's nominated for basically every award you could possibly be nominated for in a goaltender's position, in a most valuable player position. It's just crazy how this guy has excelled his career. And like you talked about Russo with the contract, like the NHL is now it's a league you're be paid you're being paid for what you're probably going to be doing in a few years and this is what he's been doing in the last yeah. uh, pretty much couple of years he's worth it right like he's not it's not bad at all anymore because a lot of contracts have been signed recently and not that good but just talking about Igor Sturkin man he's just he gets there when you need him to pick up that save man and 
in the playoffs, he was started rocky against the Pittsburgh yeah, Penguins. Once did. the playoffs got going, he was pretty much dialed in. So yeah, he he was really bad in those first few games yeah. against the Penguins. He got over it and got them all the way to the conference finals. So um, Igor Shosturkin at um, two at number one, Andre Vasilevsky. There's not much to say because we've already said it with him for the past two years. Look, he's always up for the big awards. He's made it to the finals three years in a row now. He's won two cups. He has a con Smythe. He has a Vesna trophies. Um, I mean, I don't have to say much. He's the best goalie in the world until said otherwise. Until he has a really, really bad year and Shosturkin is clearly better, Vasilevsky's the guy. Yeah, and I'm going through the stats for the league. I just want to see one more year. And so since <laughs> – this is crazy – but I know the Tampa Bay Lightning are good and the wins are, you know, reflected on the team, but he has had the most wins of the league since 2017, 2018 season. Like that is just, that's just nuts. Like you're, yeah. as a goal, you're bound to have a bad year. Nope. Nope. He, he's leading the league and wins for what is that? Five, six years, five, five seasons. Like that's, that's, that's pretty good for a guy, you know, who comes in basically after Bishop is like, <laughs> injured and they gotta for they gotta trade him to the los angeles kings and this guy comes in and just you know oh i'm good yep we're good we got our goalie yeah. they signed him for 9.5 everyone thought that was an overpay i was like nope that's not he's probably their best player on multiple nights you could probably make the argument that he is because they have so many good players but andre vashlevsky like we said russo until he's knocked off the number one spot he's not moving like even if nope. even if he has kind of the same year as last year and I don't know, maybe if Igor wins the Vesna again, like, do you think Vashlevsky still won? Like, probably. Like, Yeah, like, unless Igor goes on, like, a run here where he wins the Vesna next year, he wins the Hart next year. Like, understand. to me, until Vash falters and, like, Shesty is clearly the better goalie, it's Shesty. It's uh, Vashy. Yeah. So, um, that's our top ten lists. Um, that's who we got. Yeah, that's what we got there. So um, we'll quick, quickly just run through the list one more time. Um, we've got at number 10, Jake Ottinger. At number nine, Darcy Kemper. Number eight, Freddie Anderson. Number seven, Thatcher Demko. Number six, Jacob Markstrom. Number five, Ilya Sorokin. Number four, Connor Hellebuck. Number three, Yusei Saros. Number two, Igor Shosturkin. And number one, in a clean sweep, Andre Vasilevsky. Um, Thomas, mm-hmm. we do this every year, but what are there any guys – potentially next year are going to be jumping into this list because it compared to last year, we had one, yeah, how many players, yeah. three, four, five. We had six guys uh, that weren't on last year's list on this year's list, unless Demko was on our, was Demko on our list last so. year? Well, the Canucks were so bad, right? I don't think he was, but he was still good last year. Yeah, yeah. Check real quick. I think he might've, been on our list a year ago. Um, uh, no, he was not. Oh, Shesty, what? Yeah, Shesty was on our list last year. So Shesty actually wasn't a newcomer. He was number nine last year. Um, but no, so last year <laughs> we had Grubauer at three, Flurry yeah, at five, Price at six, Leonard at seven, Tuka Rask at eight, and Rask only played three games this year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah, but uh, we had, we had, we had like uh we had like a bunch of newcomers on the list. So um is there anyone potentially next year that we could, might see? 
Yeah, there's bound to be newcomers on the list probably every year we make these top 10 lists, right? So, and it doesn't even have to be a young guy who nope. you know, might be on the list next year. Like, Look how many old guys are on the list. Exactly. And there's also old guys who missed the uh, list this year. Like, I know you say what you want about him, but Sergey Bobrovsky was tied for the league lead in wins. And like, his stats yeah. really were awful. But I mean, you know, considering all the other goalies were pretty they were pretty prominent part of their teams, right? Yep. I don't think Brofsky was the pretty prominent part considering he only had seven losses, which is nuts. Um, another guy I think of his team really steps up and he stays healthy is Tristan Jari. Uh, this is yeah. a youngish yeah. guy who probably could have made it on our top 10 list. Maybe, maybe at the 10th Roger. slot. Yeah, maybe. You could make the argument, but if yeah. he stays healthy. how good of a year he had. Yeah, he was he was all right this year and obviously missed the playoffs when he played that game seven where you pretty much can't do anything when you no. get in there. But he had almost a 920 save percentage, four shutouts, yeah. 34 wins. It's not bad from Tristan Yari. So no. that's probably uh, Canada's starting goalie going to the World Cup of hockey. So uh, Probably Kemper, I'd say. One of them. One yeah. of them. Yeah, uh, Canada's goaltending is not looking uh, yeah. that great. No, like I look at guys and like, I think like if Anaheim has a better year, like John Gibson can get back in. Remember how prominent we are. I think people forget how good he was. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, it's unfortunate kind of what's happened here. And he's really underperformed the last few years. Like John Gibson comes out, comes to mind. Like I've been pumping McKenzie uh, Blackwood's tires for like forever. Like if he was as good as he was in 1920 today, like I think he'd be there, but uh, like Blackwood, like potentially he was a guy I was like, yeah, that's going to be kind of starting goalie. Like, if they ever go to the Olympics, like him, like, you know, there's a few guys like Jack Campbell. Does like he come to yeah. mind? Like potentially if he plays as well as he, as he did in November. He's going to get a lot of wins this year. <laughs> yeah. Like even like Robin Leonard, who won't play this year. Like very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best goalies in the league. Like Carter Hart, like we had, I believe we had him on our list the first year we did this. <laughs> what the hell happened to Carter Hart? Okay, the, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Flyers happened, but like there's a lot of guys that just, I think, like Carter Hart, like we kept saying, like this is going to be the best goalie in the league three years from now, and he just hasn't been great. So those are a few guys that come to mind. And um, but that's our list. Yeah. Objective, it's our list. Um, we had fun doing it. The wingers will be, or sorry, defensemen Defense, will be next. Yeah. Um, and we, I think, well, we haven't tallied everything up yet, but I think there might be a couple of newcomers on the defenseman list. Uh, probably already guessed we're number one yeah. it's Mackenzie Weger no. <laughs> uh no but uh we had fun doing that so uh is there anything else Thomas do you want to add before we, we take off here no 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 new news for the Toronto Maple Leafs like you said they got to get Rasmus Sandin signed I don't even know when training camp starts I um, believe it's end of September I think it's third week or fourth away, week September. yeah the season starts on the 12th right mm-hmm. so we uh we still have some time unfortunately I, I miss it when the season starting like October 3rd. Yeah. When like yeah. you're, it's like the first week of September and you're watching like the Flyers versus the Leafs in London. <laughs> like it's like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're coming up on the anniversary of the uh, old Pierre Dorian uh, war team. He's been doing work this <laughs> yeah, year. He's been doing work this summer. Though. We can't, uh, we can't discredit Dorian. He's been doing work. So mm. um, that is going to do it for this one. Um, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at the Burning Leaf Pod. Something's probably going to happen at the end of this recording, but that's all good. Uh, we hope you have a good one. We'll see you in the next one.